I don't need help. I'm not in an abusive relationship. This is just how it is for us. It's a lie we tell ourselves, one that many in abusive relationships repeat until they believe it. But there's hope. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship, a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence. This show is about hope. You will hear from survivors of abuse, and their stories may sound familiar. They may even inspire hope. Our goal is to connect with others in these toxic relationships to offer that hope, and with supporters of our mission, anyone willing to help get rid of abuse in our culture. We also talk with the experts in the field, from the officers on the front lines of domestic abuse calls to the therapists and advocates helping survivors navigate this complicated road of recovery. If you're in need of help, please visit our website or call our 24-7 hotline, 800-828-2023. And if this is an emergency and you need help immediately, please call 911. Welcome to I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship with your host, Claudia Pauls. Thank you for joining us again for I'm Not In An Abusive Relationship. We've had a chance to have some survivor stories and also to spotlight some of the people who work for DASIS, the Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services Organization here in St. Joe County. Um, Today, we're going to get a chance to talk with Nicole Angel, and Nicole is an advocate at DASIS, and we're delighted to have her here. We're going to do a little spotlight about Nicole herself and what she does for DASIS, so welcome to the program today. Hi, thank you. And if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and and what you do at DASIS. Sure. Um, Well, I've been with DASIS for almost a year in November. Um, I am a domestic violence and sexual assault advocate. Um, I am the Hispanic, Spanish-speaking advocate um, for most of the Hispanic population in Sturges area where there's a lot of this community. We do have community. a, a yeah. large Hispanic community, Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. community in Sturgis and, and other parts of the county, but primarily yes. in the Sturgis area. I do see English-speaking clients as well if they're in the area, um, but yeah, that's what I do. That's good to know. If someone is listening to our program, obviously they're listening in English, but mm-hmm. if they are more comfortable speaking in Spanish, that they would have an opportunity to yes. do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, because most of the people that we have in Sturgis that are um, Mexican don't feel comfortable asking for help mm-hmm. because they don't know there's someone that's going to fully understand, um, first of all, their culture and then obviously the language. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm there. I'm there and I'm happy. I'm happy to help my um, my people because I grew up in Mexico. I just moved here. Last year in August, Mm -hmm. I was born in the state of Ohio, and my parents took me back to Mexico when I was a baby. My mom is American, my dad's Mexican, Um, so I grew up all the way through my 33 years, and last year moved back with my two kids, um, ended up in Michigan. So. Well, we're glad you did. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad too. Thank and you. And then how would how did you find DASIS or how were we lucky enough to find you? So I, I live in Kalamazoo and I started as a crisis worker at um, a suicide prevention agency. Um, and as I was working there, one of my sister's friend, um, who I had met before, contacted me and knew I was looking for a full-time job 
um, she was living, leaving, sorry, this position, and um, she asked me if I wanted to join Daisy's. Um, when she told me what she did, I just loved it. Oh. So I didn't hesitate on coming. Um, when I talked to Deb, it just made things better. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deb yeah. does that for pretty much everyone. <laughs> yes, I know. There's something about her. There is. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I've been here since November. And what does your position of advocate, what, what is it that you are able to do and to help people with? So I, first of all, I work on safety planning with our clients. Um, we make sure they are in a safe environment. Um, and once they get through that part, we make sure that they're going to be okay if they can stay at home, if they have to move out, if they have to go to the shelter. Um, once we get through that part we help them find resources to get back on their feet because something that happens very often is that they lose um, their financial stability Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes they lose jobs they don't have that income that they used to have because um, their partner isn't providing anymore for a while or they just disappear I don't know Um, so we try we try to help as much as we can to find the resources that they need to get back on their feet and um, move forward. Um, I do facilitate a few support groups in Three Rivers, Sturges, um, and we work on DV curriculum, domestic violence curriculum, so they can understand um, what they have lived. They can address the, the abuse that they've been through. Um, we have another program that is called the Wise Woman um, Curriculum, and we there work on setting goals, um, making a plan to achieve the goals, and we just talk to each other between people that share the same type of experiences. How many of your clients would you say are Hispanic? I mean, just curious. So, to see um, if we're making some inroads yes. right in that community. Um, I mean, my job is hard to say. I'm so happy I have clients and I have work because it's sad. Right. <laughs> no, I yeah. understand that. Right. When mm-hmm. I recently got here, I didn't have one Spanish speaking client. Um, it was mostly all English mm-hmm. speaking or American. Um, and now I can say, I don't know the number, but probably 75% of my clients are Spanish speaking. Um, I've been like literally knocking door on doors and telling them if you have client, I mean, friends that are going through this, please tell them about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to the police station to talk to the um, Spanish speaking police mm-hmm. officers mm-hmm. and try to make connections. So it's been working mm-hmm. and now I do have um, clients that, and. And it really makes me happy because they they know that I grew up in Mexico. They know that I understand their culture mm-hmm. and what they've been through. And it's just, it's getting better right. for us. Yeah. Right. Very good. Would you say, are, are people beginning to reach out to you on their own now? Or, or do you have mostly referrals? You said you went to the police station or finding neighbors might help people refer or... I think both because more and more my clients tell me um, 
well, the police officer told me to go to the courthouse and get mm-hmm. a PPO and that they would help me because they have a Spanish-speaking mm-hmm. person. Um, some of them have reached out to me directly mm-hmm. because of someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the police has been helping. Yeah. I imagine as as terrifying as being in the middle of domestic violence is not being able to speak the language yes. of what you are surrounded by would have to increase that fear level yes. um, exponentially. And then there's something that is bigger than language. Well, language is a big thing, but um, women in the U.S., or at least the women that I've seen, every single case is the same thing. Since they don't speak English, their partner tell them, mm-hmm. if you call the police on me, you're going to get deported with me. Mm-hmm. If you call the police, you're going to go to jail. If you call the police and you have them come here, you're going to be the one in trouble because I'm going to run. Or I'll talk to them. I'll figure it out. But you're going to be in trouble. So that's almost an extra weapon that that perpetrator yes. has. Well, yes. no, almost. That is an extra weapon. It is. It's terrible. I mean, the first time I saw a case like this, I was so angry. Mm-hmm. I was so, so mad. I remember leaving that house. I didn't know if I wanted to cry, if I wanted to yell. I called, I remember I called my supervisor and and I was like, I need to do something about this because they're not asking for help because they believe mm-hmm. i mean this lady was shaking she, you could see the fear in her face she didn't know how to tell me she was documented document disabled um and she didn't know if she could get the services from us um she was afraid to sign every single piece of paper that i gave her and i explained that it was just um confidentiality paperwork um we, to protect her. To protect her, yes. Mm-hmm. And then we have paperwork that are about getting um, medical assistance if they need it when they're with us and stuff like that. And she didn't want to. I mean, she was so, so scared. So I called my supervisor and I said, I need to do something about this because I can't believe how afraid this lady, and I'm sure she's not the only one. Mm-hmm. So with her... I started, I mean, after meeting with her, I started um, with, I don't know, this project of reaching out to people. And I go to the Catholic Church, and I have a contact there, and I tried to get help from them. And I just, we go and post um, posters on the Mexican restaurants and Mm -hmm. stuff because I want them to know that we're there for them. And after that, that I've been meeting with um, Hispanic women, they all tell me the same thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm afraid because he told me that if I called the police, I was going to be the one deported. Mm-hmm. And one day I told one of them, I said, he's been to jail for over five times. He has all these charges against him and he's still here. So something should happen. Yes. Mm-hmm. I said, you're going to be OK. I mean, we do our best we can't promise right um but we do our best to protect them and provide the services that they need to have a good quality of life um and to be able to lead that abusive relationship Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And you were talking about cultural differences too. I'm sure there are a lot of of misconceptions about um, Hispanic culture and and maybe being able to address some of those about yes you can get help no this is not how things are supposed to be um letting women and children know that things can get better yeah so one of the biggest challenges of working with um, the hispanic community is that we don't talk about these things in my country um we don't talk about mental health like we do here. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about abuse like we do here. So when we try to explain, no, when we try to understand what we're li living, we just say, we use a famous expression, está loco, está loco, he's just crazy. Mm -hmm. He doesn't know what he's doing. Oh no, he does. And we need to know that they do know what they're doing. But us in our country, we don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. We don't see it as abuse. We see it as something normal. They're macho Mexicano. Mm -hmm. It's just their behavior. We need to live with it because that's the way the it's man is. It's always been. Yes, mm -hmm. it's their power. It's mm -hmm. um, in Mexico. We grew. We grew. And I refer to Mexico because that's the I know. That's the country I grew up. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure, and most of the Latin countries um we have the same mindset um but we grow up believing that the male figure in the family has the power so it's not abuse it's, it's just what is it, it is what it is mm -hmm. it's life it's our lifestyle well and i'm sure even though the male may have the power in the family they're not all abusing their wives and children yeah exactly so when when that line gets crossed and you have the chance to intervene and to help people make things better that's yeah. why you get to be happy at your job so that's yes. not a good a bad yes. thing to say about your job yeah that's why i say i'm i'm glad i have a lot of work I've, i'm glad i have all these clients but at the same time it's mm -hmm. so sad to to know that there is so much violence and abuse and we've had other staff members at DASA say, really, they're t they're trying to work themselves out of a job. So yeah. when, when everything gets <laughs> solved, then, then that's the goal. Yeah. Great. So, Nicole, even though we are doing our program in English, and most of our listeners, I'm back probably, well, I would say most of our listeners are English speakers. If someone listening to our program today does know someone in the Spanish-speaking community who could use our services or who might want to know about DASIS, um, perhaps in Spanish, what would you tell them? Yes. So, um, si estás en una relación, can I start again? Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to translate. I know. In your head. <laughs> okay. Sure. So I would say, Si eres víctima de cualquier tipo de abuso, abuso emocional, físico, sexual, um, psicológico, incluso financiero, y necesitas ayuda, no dudes en llamar nuestra, a nuestra línea de emergencia. Um, tal vez la persona que te va a contestar no habla español, pero al saber que no tienes um, la habilidad de hablar ese idioma, 
te van a contactar conmigo. Estamos aquí para ayudarte. No tengas miedo. Entendemos tu situación. Entendemos um, el proceso que estás viviendo. No tienes que tener miedo si tienes algún tipo de impedimento legal en el país o falta de documentos. Ese no es motivo para que no recibas nuestros servicios. Estamos para servirte y para protegerte lo más que sea posible. No dudes en pedir ayuda. Gracias. Por nada. <laughs> Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today and letting us know about DASIS and our advocates that we have at DASIS and how helpful they can be to to uh, those who are in the middle of domestic violence, whether they are English speakers or Spanish speakers. So um, those of you listening, if you want to reach out to us, we certainly are. Um, we would look forward to that and how we could help you. Our 800 number is 1-800-828-2023 and online anytime. You can find lots of good information on our website, dasismi.org. Um, and once again, Nicole, thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for having us, and thank you for helping us spread the word of what we do. Thank you for listening to I'm Not In an Abusive Relationship. If these stories resonate with you and you need help, please visit our website, dasasmi.org. That's dasasmi.org. Or call our hotline at 800-828-2023. We are here to walk alongside you. Now, if you know someone who might benefit from our show, please share it. Social media, email, simply telling someone about it, all help us spread the word and help us to combat domestic and sexual violence. We also welcome financial and volunteer support. That information is on our website. Thank you to the staff, volunteers, and board of directors at Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services. This podcast is produced with the help of a committee of dedicated advocates. Thank you to WBET Radio in Sturgis, Michigan for the use of their studio. This has been a podcast about surviving domestic and sexual violence and a production of Domestic and Sexual Abuse Services of Michigan. <laughs>